Hello everyone, my name is Fernando De La Cruz from Fernando De La Cruz Films, LLC. I'm a cinematographer slash photographer from Pittsburgh area. And make sure to be ready for the next episode of Thoughtful Discussion to hear my story, my backstory, and how I started, and what's going on now, and what's going on in the future. Y'all can't, I can't wait for y'all to hear this. And make sure to follow, like, and subscribe, follow all their accounts, and be ready for a new episode of Thoughtful Discussions. Uh, my name is Josh Snyder, and you're listening to Thoughtful Discussions, and I'm here with... Fernando Cruz from Fernando Cruz Films, LLC. I'm a cinematographer slash photographer in the area, and I do music videos. I mainly work with musicians, but I do music videos, documentary short films, mm. and anything like you know to get my name out there. Because and photography, when it comes to photography, I do a lot of behind the scenes photography, portrait photography. And I'm getting into band photography now. That's where it's at. The, my main niche is working with musicians, mm. but I'm starting to get more into working with uh, uh, film because I also am a writer. Got you. So I do a lot of things. Like it's all self-taught, but we can mm. talk about that. Um, I'm, I'm interested. Later on. Yeah, 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 please. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, and to preface this episode, um, normally I'm bringing in guests that I know very well, and I want my listeners to get to know better. And with this episode, I. I don't know. I, I we just met. Um, he sent yeah. a DM. Um, <laughs> Fernando is just you know. Hey, I want to be on your podcast. And Corey knew who he was. And uh, Corey's my my co-host, but he couldn't be here tonight. And Corey uh, kind of vouched for him. Said that yeah, that's a that's a you know go for that. And I, I was excited. Actually, you know, turned something that might be seen as a negative into a positive, where. Uh, because Corey's not here, I can really do some digging, get to know you, and, and um, hopefully <laughs> yeah. the listeners can as well. So, yeah. um, and then if you end up with more questions or, or whatnot, leave them in the comments. Yeah. We appreciate you listening. So, um, you you said I'll tell you more about that in a minute, but go ahead, go. Let's dive dive into that. What what were you saying? Um, like that was more in relation to to music and. Um, or like your current thing is, is more music and you're trying to get into more cinematography? Yeah, I'm, yeah I've been a cinematographer since uh, 2019. Okay. Like in the beginning, it was like when I got straight out of college, it was I, I, I have a graphic design degree from gotcha. IUP. And what, what happens when you get out of college? You want to you wanna, you apply for jobs and yeah. you want to get out there. And the thing is, like when I apply for jobs, it's like, when you're coming from a creative school, you think of like bright colors and yeah. you can think I was like, like even that photo right there, like like bright colors and you can be imaginative. Yeah. The people that I went to, it was like I felt like I was in a block with a little window. Like, mm -hmm. what is this? And I was like, I can't see myself five. Like, I, I always think if you're going to be here for a long time, imagine yourself five years from now. And I was thinking Absolutely. to myself five years and I was like, mm. $15 an hour, it was for like making coupons for like writing, like those little newspaper coupons. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I went to college for this. Nah, <laughs> son. So after, I love that, that. <laughs> after that, I went to my day job, my old job that got mm. me through college called Duncan. Okay. We all know everyone runs on Duncan. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I was thinking to myself, what was it that made me happy? And I was like, 
Yeah. I want to learn what it's like to be an entrepreneur. Can, is it possible? I didn't even know what that term was. Right. So I came up with a podcast back in the day called Be Unique because it was my way of networking because I didn't have a call. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I got people that were working for themselves and it taught me. It was like my own type of schooling. Yeah. On how to work for yourself. There's, there's nothing like it when you, uh, I mean, even doing that podcast had an entrepreneurial spirit. So there's, uh, you know, you might not have realized that you were doing that, but you were putting a building block there to put yourself in, to build, to build onto the next one right? You know, while you were doing that. That's a great. Right. And so like when I was doing, I was learning, so these guys are doing it on yourself. Like, cause I can't stand working for people, but like, I always wanted to like, I always <laughs> thought for my, like, I'm not trying to be like big headed, but like, right. I always thought like, you know, I can do it myself mm. and I'd rather have people work for me. So I was like figuring out like, what do I want to do? Cause I can't do, gra- I, I was doing logos and I was freelancing for a good bit. Didn't really go anywhere. Mm. So I went from there to photography and I was teaching myself how to use a camera. At that time I had a Nikon D3300. Mm-hmm. I was taking photos, doing portraits for free just to get my filming out there and I was getting good at it. And then I went from that to, you know, I remember I saw this, this clip, I don't know if you heard of it, it's called Full-Time Filmmaker. Okay. And this guy, uh, Parker Wallback, he was doing a, a video of him diving backwards with a GoPro in the water, and he was getting paid just to do that. And I was mm. like, that'd be so cool to do filming and travel for a living. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm. I found this class called Light Film School, and I had nothing. I, I had nothing in my bank account straight out of college. And I remember, like, when I was walking alone, it was like around like September, like in the fall. And I was walking by myself. I was like, what is it I want to do for the rest of my life, man? What was it that made me happy? And I remember when I had $2, I went to a, a Scotty G's and I bought myself a hot dog. Mm. I was broke. Um, and so I sat down on the bench and I thought, and I remember walking to a neighborhood and I, I, never, I never saw it, but it was like a high class neighborhood. And I was like, I remember seeing this window and there was these people and it was like a happy family. And mm. I was like, I want that. But what can I do to make that happen? Mm. So I looked at my camera. And I was like, what if I can learn how to do film? So I found this film, this class called Light Film School. It no longer exists, unfortunately. But at mm. the time when it did exist, they had a music video production program. Mm. So I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I love I love music. I love, make, I love film. So why not? So... Mm. I found this, these people at the time, they were called Through the Affinity, and I was shooting them for free for the class, offering a free music video. I got a free location. And ironic enough, on the day I was supposed to shoot their music video, I broke my hand, my left, my, uh, my left hand. And I, I usually, I don't know how that happened. Mm. Lord only knows how that happened. But my mom, somehow she had a sprain, mm. and I wrapped it around me. And I was like, I had a gimbal and a Nikon <laughs> that had no autofocus. Got like, you. I had to do, try to <laughs> yeah, do it yeah, manually. Yeah, yeah. And try was it, to was it, it the kit lens and the autofocus broke? Yes. I've done that yeah. so many times. Yeah. And so, like, um, <laughs> I shot with that, and I made the music video work. And yeah. that's all I had. Yeah. It's all I had in my portfolio. So I spread that everywhere on Facebook. Mm. And after that, I got found by uh, First Angel Media. I remember I was driving to my – I'll never forget that. Day. I was driving to my friend's house. And I got a message from uh, Virgin Media saying, "Hey, look, we're looking, we're looking for someone to do a documentary for Save by the Scene, where music saves people's lives." And I was mm. like, "Okay, I like yeah. music." Yeah. I did a documentary, and then all of a sudden, uh, Amanda Baker she pitched me to a uh, that wasn't for Central Media at the time. She pitched me to 
tropidelic demand. Yeah. Shoot for them. And yeah. I was so scared. Like, I didn't know how to charge myself. I said $8 for $4 <laughs> for four hours. So I was yeah. like, sure, why not? And so I went there. <laughs> I went there. And four hours worth of filming. And then it's, it's going to end up being 16 hours worth of work at the at, yeah. at, on the back end. Yeah. On top of that. <laughs> And so, like, I, I filmed them, and I did photos for them, mm-hmm. and it was raining, too. And, like, when I, I didn't know when to go on stage, and I was so afraid. So you, I have it on my YouTube video, too. You see the lead singer pointing his finger at me because I didn't know when to go on stage my first time. Mm. So then when I walked around on the steps, and I saw the stage, I saw a wave of people, and I was like, so this is what it's like. Mm. Like, I don't want to stop doing this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's yeah. why I love working with musicians because musicians – you can be creative and do it's, it's there's always a funny story working with musicians. I have many funny stories <laughs> and they're always late. Not all of them, but they like they allow you to be free. Yeah. It allows you to express and be creative. And I'm like, that's what I want. I want to be creative. And musicians they're just fun to be with. Like yeah. they're chill, I agree with they're that. chill guys. And I, I still have met relationships with them to this day. Hmm. And uh, from there I went to making short films and writing films, which I have a few in the work. Okay. And yeah, it just started from there and I haven't stopped ever since. Interesting. Yeah. Um, man, there's, there's some highlights there that I'd like to, to kind of glean from, but it's, uh, that's, it's good to get out and do the work. I think that's primary that a lot of people don't realize, um, you know, they want to, they either find excuses of why not to do it yet or, um, it's, it's easy to, you know, listen to other people that are telling you not to, or, right. you know, whatever, whatever might be that, or, or the perfectionist route where you're like, I'm not perfect yet. So I don't want to do it. You see, and that's the problem. People right. compare themselves with people that are higher than themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes you fall. Right. They've been in the game for how long you can't compare yourself to them. Right. And plus the more you make a, a fall, the more you learn, mm-hmm. you need to make mistakes to learn to get better. It was probably with this, with this podcast, we were talking about this, like there's probably millions of podcasts, but there's probably thousands of podcasts that have made it over a hundred episodes and we're coming in on a hundred episodes coming up and just like the, the vast difference of, you know, doing the, just the amount, just the quantity, it was between like 20 and 30 episodes where I finally figured out like the format of how I wanted to structure the podcast. And, and, um, if I wouldn't, if I didn't, if I waited before, like I really had it together, then I would have never did it. So, but I needed those 20, 30 episodes to figure out what I don't want to do, what I do, what I like about it, what I don't, what, how, you know, what, what I can kind of change around, make better. And, um, I mean, it takes ambition and it takes you wanting to do your best for sure. I mean, that, that's definitely one element where, um, you have to be self-aware enough, look at yourself, try to, um, you know, take critique from other people, but at the same time, you know, putting your best work in and seeing what comes out of it, there's, there's nothing like it, especially when, right. when other people take notice and like you said, you listen to a few episodes and obviously there's people listening tonight. And, uh, I mean, I, it's, it's an amazing, incredible feeling i remember this was years ago but the first time someone came into my printing business and said i heard i heard about you from the podcast and i wanted to come in and and order something we're still friends today yeah and i actually had him on the podcast years ago but um it's uh it's it's amazing doing the thing 
um, and showing up and, and showing up consistently. Like that's, that's the only thing that sets apart the people that are doing it and doing it big and the people that haven't started yet. And there's, it's, right. it's just this, it's the craziest thing to, because you see these like billionaires, but like most of them are just like, they're not, they're average people. They're not that smart. It's just that they show up and they do something that people, other people might not be willing to do. And, um, but if you, if you, if it's something you enjoy and you have a passion for it, like you just have to go for that. That's, that's a, an amazing thing. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that that was something that you were willing to do, even with, you know, a couple bucks in your pocket, you knew that it was a, a direction that you needed to take yourself in. Um, and I've, I've, I haven't done that exact graphic design work. I've done graphic design and there yeah. are times where it's like, you're just doing what needs to be done. And, um, right. it not, it might not be pretty or glamorous or whatever. And, and with, I have a business where I do printing and yeah. not every job is glamorous, but I, it, the, I try to consider that the printmaking itself is the art or the, the graphic design is the art, not, not maybe not what, is being put on there, right. um, but That's you cool. know how it all fits together, and, and is it a, appealing to people? And and then when with the printing itself is, mm-hmm. you know, there's always this troubleshooting, trial and error. Bigger printers, just bigger printer, printer yeah. problems. Um, bigger paper, bigger paper jams. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's it, but it's if if you can enjoy the work and you enjoy what that is. For me, right. seeing you know really nice printing is yeah yeah, and like the way that the ink kisses the paper and it's uh there's there's something to it so right it makes you happy yeah right and and it and it does so it's uh uh most of the stuff i don't do much design work anymore most of the stuff's ready to print and then we just we print it um i'm and now it's a a partnership we kind of changed our formula a little bit uh I, i started with me being you know, just a solo entrepreneur. And then um, I ended up having people on my team here and there. And then it, it grew and grew and grew. And at, right. at points it was like, it was almost like this monster that I had to keep feeding. <laughs> and uh, usually it, it is. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of, it was overwhelming at, yeah. to a point and could be, could be troublesome and stressful. Of course. But, the the growth was it was an, it was a necessary point because like I I've said before like every block built onto the next one mm-hmm. and um, having I I would rather make those mistakes then than later where I have more to lose and mm-hmm. it uh, it it makes it, it it's it's good to look back on and, and figure out like what I did right what I did wrong and exactly. and uh, and that that self awareness for sure so now it's just my partner and I my fiance. Brittany and um thank you yeah Yeah. and she does about 90 95 percent of all the production and I do I feel you man because my girl like I call her my wife at this point like nice with Olivia if you're watching this hello I love you uh she helps me a lot in the back end like right right because you can't do it yourself she helps me a lot with uh online marketing and she's my main push yeah like she really pushes me like there was an incident where uh, I used to be with a production called 3BD Productions, and I left them because that's a, that's a long story, but I left them because I got tired of the corruption. Mm. And she allowed me to see a lot of things that sometimes it takes someone on the outside looking in to see Absolutely. what's really going on. Right, right. And she helped me see that I was in the matrix. 
and so that I can do this on my own. Mm -hmm. And it's because of that, like now, like literally a couple, like last week I was in Arizona, New York. Mm. And then this Friday I'm going to New York uh, again uh, to shoot for uh, Oprah, uh, Brianna Blakenship, who's opening for uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan Lynch and David Scott. Okay. Those are big time country yeah. singers. Yeah. I hope I got their names right because I, I get them flip flop all the time. Got you. Yeah. And Leave so, a comment if we're wrong. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm about <laughs> to grab my phone. But um, <laughs> but no, like it's a big opportunity. I saw the crowd. It's in New York and the crowd is freaking huge. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not missing this opportunity. And yeah. so like a lot of great things, even just before I came here, I did a shoot with uh, Carrie Knight. With Carrie Knight. I, I love working with you. I can't wait to work with you again. Nice. Um, like I was helping him doing his audition tape and whatnot. And I'm, I'm starting to build a crew, which mm. speaking of that, if anyone is looking for experience, I'm looking for a PA, a grip. If you're looking for experience or being the intern, I will be happy to provide like, even if it's last minute travels, like I travel, I've been traveling to New York lately and a lot of times it's last minute. Mm -hmm. So if you're willing to like, uh, be on travel, I'll cover the food, the gas, Hotels, it varies because a lot of times I go there and go back. So if it's a long trip, sure, uh, I'll have all that covered. Now, what I have to offer you is an experience of a lifetime to help build your resume. So if anyone's looking to build a resume and want to work outside of Pittsburgh, because at the end of the day, you can't just stay in one location. Yeah. You have to get your name out there and spread. 100%. So that's what I've been doing. Hold on, real quick, traveling. those people, where, where can they reach you? Yes, real quick. You can, you can reach me on, uh, which I wish I could get my pop going. You can reach <laughs> me on Facebook, under Fernando Cruz Films, on everything else. Facebook, Instagram, you can contact me on my website, my TikToks. Mm, if you love want to TikTok. contact me that. I love TikTok. Everyone loves TikTok. Yeah. Uh, did I say Instagram? It's Instagram. Mainly, I'm yeah. big on Facebook, so you can contact say, me the best. Say on the Facebook. name again. Fernando, uh, Fernando yeah. De La Cruz Films. Nice. And you can contact me anytime you want. If you're interested in working with me, I can mm -hmm. obviously offer you a lot of, like, I'm looking for people to even do films with, which I'm, I have a little bit of a crew, which after tonight, I believe, after tonight, I have to start working on a script because I'm working on films too. Which nice. That's a story for us, another story, which I'm working <laughs> on two scripts. And we're willing, we're trying to get all these scripts out there. So we're trying to look for as many people as we can, mm. especially grips. Uh, grips, PAs, um, editors, color graders, Anyone who's interested in having experience and want, because uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to my sets or any of my friends' sets, we don't look for just to be professional. We're going to be professional, but we don't just look at it as like work. When you work with us, we want you to leave feeling like you had fun. Like mm -hmm. it's a memory to remember. It's not just, oh, yeah, the work, oh, I got to work on there nine to five. No, it's about having fun. And making a memory that remembers. And at the end of the day, once the product is done, it's like it feels good because all that product is it's out there. Yeah. And so like anyone that's interested making in stuff working, you can be proud of. Exactly. Yeah. So anyone that's interested in working with me and my crew, uh, Fernando De La Cruz Films, you can hit me up. You can even email me as well. Fernando De La Cruz Films, Fernando De La Cruz Films at gmail.com. Perfect. Any way as possible. But I'm the best on Facebook. So <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Um, our last guest that was here. Uh, he is part of this uh, Trace Brewing, and this is a, a beer that nice. is for the Barrel F and Flow event, and he left this here for us. And so um, I, uh, I, we, I, we decided that uh, you wanted to try it. Yeah. You, you still down for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah, like, how do I? Yeah. I'm trying to. Yeah, you just pull it off. Yeah, yeah. Think. Oh, God. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Give you a little taste then, test here. Yeah, go ahead. 
Like, do I pour it in a glass or should I just drink it from the can? Totally up to you, however you like to drink it. Okay, let me see. And if you haven't listened yet, go to our Whoa. last episode. Whoa, who made this? It's Trace in Bloomfield. Taking that whole thing. This is good. <laughs> no, for real, this is really good. He, he, he made this himself? Um, so it's a whole, uh, there's a, a team of, of people, team of brewers. And um, so this one actually, then there's, there's a bunch of information about it. And he was telling me a little bit about it. But they, um, they made it in collaboration with a couple different people. So this girl is a, a DJ and graphic designer. Her name's uh, nice. Honey Young. And uh, or she name. goes by Honey, H-U-N-Y. Interesting name. And that's her on the front of the can. Oh, nice. And she, uh, so she designed it, and I believe that she helped um, make it as well. And then there's these two other uh, breweries that yeah. kind of had an involvement. So right. it's like a collaboration type thing. Yeah. And it's for this event called Barrel and Flow. Barrel and Flow, okay. And that's happening this weekend. That's going to be – well, you'll, you'll probably be in New York. But um, for anyone day? listening, you know, in the upcoming years, definitely check out Barrel and Flow in, uh, in August every year. So um, – just a special shout out to them. Thanks for dropping yeah. this off. And wow. um, so Adam Swarma, the last episode that was uh, that was who dropped this off. So right. go listen to that if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, after you're done listening with this, we thank you. Thank for, you so much for listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so tell me about the beer. What do you think? It has like a grapefruit mm. like aftertaste, but it's like really sweet. Okay. It has a sweet grapefruit aftertaste. Do you like grapefruit? I don't, but I like this. I don't either. Yeah. I like this. That's okay. weird. I like this so much. Yeah. Like, whoever made this, like, yo, like, they need to, like, really, like, get this. Is it, like, going to be in stores, too, or is it only for this event? So they're, um, they release the can tomorrow. Okay. And it'll be at the event. It's going to be at the bar, and they're going to – I don't know how many cans they made, um, but I don't think they're brewing it ever again after this. Really? Yeah. It's just this limited release. So. Wow, that reminds me of like I remember we, uh, uh, me and Channel Four, we did this show, uh, we did an event for Ed Sheeran because he came in town not oh, long yeah. ago, yep. and he had this new hot sauce. Mm. That dude, he knows how to make hot. I was like, this is good. It's <laughs> like, nice. it's like it's good hot sauce. I was like, it's good. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, he and um, you know, very similarly, he he's part of a this this brewery that. Uh, everyone there that's involved is, is um, good, hardworking people in the neighborhood that like to turn out a good product and make something nice for people. And and, uh, and so I'm drinking lemonade out of this right now. But um, I it was it was nice of him to come by and drop that off. And I'm glad I'm glad that you like it. Yeah, it's so. delicious. Yeah, I'm gonna take this home with me. <laughs> I'm sure if uh, if you're listening and so people could be listening from. Um, you know, right when this posts or they might be listening years later. And either way, go check out um, Trace Brewery in Bloomfield if you're in Pittsburgh or, uh, you know, support a local brewery. Yeah, check them out. This is good stuff. Right yeah. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Drink responsibly. Of course. Of course, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, so you're, you're telling me a little bit about your journey and kind of where you're at now. Um, tell me, how did you get to where you're at now? Like, what, are, what were some steps – you went to college, you, um, you know, you're thinking about what you really want to be doing and, and how you're going to be doing it. And, yeah. um, you get to this point, like where is, um, like, and, and I love that you said that you get a lot of inspiration from your partner because that's, that's huge. I, I have people that I'll 
talk with that are trying to start a new business and they will, you know, come to me and kind of give me their pitch and, and whatnot and ask me um, questions, do a little bit of consulting or whatnot. And um, it's more similar like this. It's, it's not, I'm, I'm not like a you know, right. big shot consultant or anything. It's just, I've been doing this for 15 years and, and uh, mm-hmm. definitely have some, you know, made some good decisions, some bad decisions, and I, I can yeah. hopefully try to help help some people out. So, yeah. Um, but my my point with that is that people will give me this whole pitch, and then I'll I'll ask like, what does your wife think about it? Because if the wife isn't on board, then it's either the, if it if it ends up really like business will break you, like children will break you, business will break you. Like there's very there's only a few very stressful things in your life that uh that like will really put you through the test and see like what kind of person you are and if you have to pick over the business over your partner you're gonna most often pick your partner and um and so the um like it's it's interesting to hear that question and to hear you know if uh if they're if they're both not all in or if there's reservations there's it's gonna be it's gonna make it a little tougher well, yeah, have so. you noticed that it's always the wife? Like, for example, uh, a story about um, uh, what's his name, uh, Stephen King. Mm-hmm. The dude literally wrote the strip Carrie, and he thought it was shit. He threw it in the trash, and his mm. wife, yeah, literally took that out of the trash and said, "No, write this again. This is really good." And that yeah. became his. It's always it's always the wife that encourages the man, mm. and they become successful. Like. It's an interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah, like that's like like there was a time and hmm. like like after what happened with three BT reductions, like I lost hope. And Pittsburgh, it's a very interesting place, but like that's why I go outside of Pittsburgh because it's not it's a good place to start to make films, but it's not a good place to become a filmmaker mm-hmm. because the budget here is cheaper. But sometimes people you work with, what I learned on the way, you got to be careful on who you trust. Mm-hmm. I learned that the hard way. Yeah, because same. they can backstab you, or they look at you as an opportunity, or look at you as a tool. Same. And I got tired of being viewed that as a tool, and I want to be used that as a person. So I started all over, and I found new people who genuinely want to help mm-hmm. and genuinely want to follow me on this journey and go with me on this journey. And so, like my girlfriend, like she was like, "I'll be damned if I let you." Now, if you want to do it yourself, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. I'll be damned. If I let you, if I see you and watch you, let's go because of your, because of all these people. Right. You do this because this makes you happy. And yeah. she was right. And like, um, I mm. kept going. I stopped for a minute and then I kept going. And I almost didn't go to the shoot in Eddieville, New York. And she pushed me and I did. She was right. She was right. I was happy. Yeah. And I got to see the Eddieville Horror House too. Okay. So I got to see that too. That was my <laughs> dream to see that house uh, mm. at 12 and fifth grade. And I got to make that happen. Um, uh, it was a really good experience, and I, I can't say who it was, but until until um, but actually through that connection, now I'm shooting their show mm. uh, coming up. Uh, I think next week. So I was saying like a lot of these things are happening now that yeah. I'm actually like going on my own and starting all over again. Because sometimes right. you you you're on top, but then sometimes something happens and you go back down. You have to build yourself back up. And I'm kind of glad I found out who my real friends are and who my friends aren't. Mm. So how many realize to cut them all out? Yeah. And now I'm building back up from scratch, and it's starting to be a good start. Yeah, you know, I think um, moving a little slower—that's definitely something I've learned. Um, and having tough conversations with people early on 
And if, if that's something that's too uncomfortable or, or they're not able to process or, or you know, um, you just keep, keep people um, not like in like a conniving way where you're like trying to like put them through something, but in a way where like you, you say what it is you need and um, what you'll, what, how you'll work together. And then you, um, you perform basically you, you both do your thing, whatever that is. And if you just have to be very honest with yourself, if you provided all the things that you said you were going to, and if they also did, and, um, and then how, if that feeling's mutual, both directions, if, if both people feel like each other owned up to what they said they were going to do. And I think that when I've had struggles in the past, a lot of that had to do with um, not being honest with myself or not seeing yes. something, something that was like an ex- expectation of mine, but just kind of letting it go because something else was good enough. Or like yeah. there was, there was a read like, Oh, well, yeah, but they do this, right? So I like that part of it. Or, right. um, like, <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, there's uh, always a reason to to not bring it up or to not, um, you know, and, and everything's going to have pros and cons, and people, you got to take some good with the bad. Uh, but are they, like, are they really progressing and helping your goals, or are they are they not going to, you know, and, and some people end up, you know, really clashing heads when, uh, when things kind of taper off and some people are, are, are still great friends years later. So it's, it's very interesting to see. Um, I, I appreciate that so much what you're saying. That's a, that's a, a really great point and not something I bring up on here very often, but it's a, it's, it's worthwhile point to be made because if, if people are, going through something where they're um you know they have a potential it's it's important to you like i have been taken advantage of business wise yeah and i don't want to be callous and not allow other people in to some degree because it i have to you know kind of meet people where they're at and and still hope for the best even though um, I don't. I don't want to just be like, well, I'm never going to trust anyone again just because a couple people were untrustworthy. Right. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you learn to kind of hold your your cards a little closer and and mm-hmm. um, get a better understanding of, of people and their character and 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 maybe ask different questions about why they want to be part of your team or why they want to work with you on exactly. on different things. And and I think that's really important. So I like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and then w- one important thing that I think you brought up about Pittsburgh that I like to share with a lot of people because I was um, born and raised out in Orange County, California, okay. which is a um, very expensive place to live. It's okay. very materialistic, mm-hmm. and it makes the people very um, big-headed. <laughs> big-headed, and they don't like they don't care about. Uh, it makes everyone very selfish. Yeah, because. Um, you know, you can cut someone off and it doesn't matter because there's so many people. You'll never see them again. There's like 17 million people there. So like between L.A. and Orange County, it's, it's just so massive that nothing matters. And um, there's always something crazy happening. There's always a high-speed chase. There's always – and at the same time, there's um, celebrities and there's, you know, a million-dollar thing. Like just the process of it all is just very it, – it can be overwhelming, but – 
going from that to Pittsburgh, where I have family here, I have my reasons for, for moving out here. Um, it's about 12 years now. And it, uh, I absolutely love it. And, and one of the key elements is, is something that you brought up, which is I think that it's a great home base for anyone that's starting out because you're able to build your experience. Right. You can live here very affordably. Mm-hmm. And the community, it's tight-knit. It's, it's a good community of people that work hard and care about what they do. Mm-hmm. And then to branch out from there, it allows you to have money to do those things. And um, if, like, I got a buddy that's living in San Francisco right now, and his rents, like, it's, it's so much money that if he were to leave, it's like he's paying, he's paying hundreds of dollars to leave. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not just the trip, but, like, right. in the amount of time that he spent on rent, yeah. just rent, um, for that amount of time that he's going to be gone for. It's like... Um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And it's just like, man, like it's one thing that when you're in it and you're, you're there and it makes sense because you make more money while you're there, but to leave and not make money, like you have to make so much more so that you can leave where like here to be able to exit. And, and Pittsburgh is, is very interesting to me as well because there's so many things within like a road trips distance. We were in Michigan um, a few weeks ago we can drive down to DC. We can drive to Boston. All these right. things within a day. You can yeah. go to Canada, um, and it's just like that's an amazing uh, ability to be able to go and, and travel and do things. And and I mean, you can fly to Boston in a few hours if uh, if you wanted to New York City, whatever. So like Philly, Philly New York, DC, like um, Ohio. Like there's so much around here uh, where like in California, everything's so spread out. Like Vegas is five hours away Um, you know you can go to San Diego it's a couple hours people would ask me like that didn't know where it's from they'd be like is that close to San Francisco and I'm on the southern end and that's on the northern end and I'm like that's about an eight hour drive yeah Um, so it's just like it's it's so massive and um, but being in Pittsburgh it really allows you to be able to move around and do that traveling because the traveling is so important and um, we did we did a trade show in Denver a few months ago where we, mm-hmm. you know, went out there and did, did our thing. And, and I was able to, um, it, it, it was, it wasn't ridiculous. It wasn't unaffordable, even with having a business to pay for and a, a home to pay for. And, uh, you know, all these things, yeah. it was still worthwhile to be gone for four or five days and, you know, do something like that. So there's, it's very interesting. Um, to me just to see people's like viewpoints and like when people get it and they're like, Oh yeah, live somewhere where it's cheaper to live. And then you can, you know, I mean, I love traveling. We try to travel a few times a year and, um, like it's, if your if your expenses, if your overhead's low, then it's, it's not hard to meet it. And then it's not hard to go a little bit above that. And then, and then kind of excel where if you're living somewhere, like it, it may make sense for you someday to live in New York city, but it's going to be like, it's I would, different. yeah. And, and when people are, are growing their business, like I, I always say like to get to a point where you like have to grow before you like move out. Like, right. And like, you'll be in the small space and it's like you grow and you grow and you you push the limits and you have shelves everywhere and stuff's piling up and you're, you're just kind of like that space is good. Cause when you move, 
and you double your space or triple it, and then you have more space to move around, and then you're able to. Um, and I'm I'm speaking more from like a production space, but yeah. Um, when you're able to to when you do make that step and you grow, your capacity changes a whole lot, and you're able right. to yeah. make those changes. And that might be um, like in a digital space. It, that might be the difference between you know one computer and a, and a better computer. Um, I'm working on that right now where it's like I have a decent one right now, but I, I really want this one that's like going to be like four grand. And I'm like, well, let yeah. me let me max this one out and get, get <laughs> the most I can out of yeah, this. Yeah. And then once I can, um, you know, go with that, that next one, make that next step. But it's 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 very um, I love I love that about Pittsburgh. And, and even there's some other surrounding areas that are um, that I that I like for people that want to start doing something for themselves and it's it's a it's a fun thing to be a part of and and once you get in and and meet some entrepreneurs and and you realize that it's a most of the people that are working on creating something whether it's an artist or entrepreneur whatever that is um like there's a if you do good work and you're trying your best yes like there's a lot of support um to like back each other up and try to, um, so, you know, purchase things from each other or, or, um, you know, do, do whatever they can. So, or even just referrals, we get, we get a ton of business off of referrals and, and sometimes from people that have never even printed with us. So it's, uh, you know, if someone knows you're out there and you're doing it and you're showing up and you're, you're doing your best, it can be uh, a really great, great spot. Go ahead. Yeah, um, the thing is about Pittsburgh, like, I, I like Pittsburgh, and you're right, it's a good place to start mm-hmm. and to grow. It's just that I noticed that a lot of people in Pittsburgh, um, you have to be careful who you go with, because a lot of people, they, it's mm-hmm. more like, a, you meet a lot of opportunists, mm-hmm. but they hide it. Yeah, you know so, what I mean? right, right, right. So, there, I have a, I have something to say about that, too. <laughs> um, so, there are going to be people that try to suck um the creativity out of truly creative people if you're someone that can make an original art or you have an art form where you're uh some sort of creative right there's going to be people chomping at the bit to try to kind of take that from you but the thing that you have to understand is that those people will never be as creative as you all they can do is try to copy what they see right and they will never be able to create and so um that's something that gives me comfort in like all right well i'll take that l you know whatever but Mm -hmm. that's that's as far as they're gonna get Mm -hmm. they're they're only gonna go as far as you you show them so it's um and it doesn't pay off on their end it's never gonna be something that is a it, it doesn't cultivate ongoing long-term relationships they're going to end up not working out and changing into something else and right now like it might look you might look at it and, and think to yourself like you know it really sucks that they're in you know doing well off and not doing anything and you know you might be the creative person that they're taking from um but mm-hmm. at the thing that you have is that you have it like you have the thing that they're trying to muster up and um once they realize they don't have it they're gonna have to move on and one once they 
extract from everyone that they possibly can and they, mm-hmm. there's nothing more they can do and it's not you know then then they're gonna have to move on to something else so it's uh i take a lot of comfort in knowing that that just <laughs> i try to just say to myself a lot to keep my head down do the work i got work coming out of my ears let's focus on that and it, right. c- it could be easy to focus on you know, did we win number one? Did we, you know, do we have all five star reviews? Do we, did, is this person complaining or, or, you know, whatever? And and it is important. We want to, we want all those things to line up and and you know, business to be good. But at the same time, if it's like, if that's taking over our headspace and we're not able to function and, and operate with the day to day that we need to be doing, then we're letting that get us down. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. no reason to let that take much time other than just the self-awareness, understanding, and trying to learn from those things. Right. That's where I'll give that a little bit of, of time. Right. Um, but allowing it to take my peace, I'm not I'm not giving it a second. Yeah, exactly, because there's more things to worry about than just, like, what people are saying about you. Because I've had numerous people make up lies about me, and it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you know who you are. It's mm-hmm. going to hurt. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You're human. Right. But it's like, don't let that get to you because you know who mm-hmm. you are and you know your potential. Yeah, same here. And I think that when you zoom out there, it um, you realize that, like, those people do that a lot. <laughs> and um, they, they don't, like, people that are, are the, the ones that are actually going to be your customer are going to be the people that, are uh, and it might that might be a good thing because it weeds out people that would give into that kind of nonsense um but people that can see through it and be like uh, i don't know about that um or they see the character of that person right. that is you know doing that and they're like yeah we're good I, you know your opinion isn't really all that valuable with um with that so i i think that there's just you'll you'll shine through if you continue to do do your best work and put, you know, put your best foot forward and and try not, try your best. <laughs> and it's not easy. I'm not saying I'm great at it every day, um, but I am, I'm conscious of it and I'm, I'm encouraging um, you and the people listening to, to definitely do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, it's like a lot of times, like people are silenced and they feel like they can't speak the truth but if you have something to say especially in today's um uh selective cancel culture now Mm -hmm. like it's like you gotta be careful what you say you you can't show certain things right and to me it's like it's taking away creativity because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day it's not meant to offend someone it's it's all about the story and so like people have to think about certain things or now it's to the point where it's like you have to be careful like saying yes ma'am yes sir it's like it's a new world compared to how where we came mm. from. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone's so sensitive, or even online. Like everyone loves to troll. Everyone right. does this whole screen. Sh- you say one thing wrong, then they do this new thing called screenshots, and they expose what you said, and they twist it, and they turn it into something that's not true. Right. You know, it's like a sure. new. It's like a new. It's, I guess you can call it this Gen Z generation now. Mm-hmm. It's like a new thing, which I just don't understand. Because back in back in my time, we just talked it out. Right. adults now it's just like you just troll and do lies on the internet well i think that that expires as well i mean that's kind of like the same thing here so 
like that I agree with you and there are definitely trolls and I came <laughs> I came in contact with one um I don't get a lot because like the printing business it's not like mm-hmm. it's uh we have fans and followers and and we do pretty well on social media better better than a print shop should do and um I, we, but we were we were promoting something, so we were ex- kind of exposing ourselves to people that wouldn't be normally like in our following. And uh, someone said, like, you know, I hate the hipster beards. I can't wait till those go away. Something like that. And mm-hmm. I, I just commented back. My eyes are up here, and just like, what are you going to do about it other than just make fun of like, what? Why does this guy care if I have a beard? Like, how is that relevant to the conversation we were yeah, at? We exactly. were trying to promote something. Um, but uh, there's there's always going to be people that you know they're how like how sorry for them that they what's their life i'm they might not like my beard but i'm on camera trying to promote something that i'm doing like i'm doing it i'm doing a thing that's worthy of you know running ads for and um you know (laughs) hiring someone to be behind the camera and, and scheduling time in to to do this thing and they're spending their time behind a keyboard making fun of other people. Like right. you got, you have to meet that with, um, you know, either just understanding that, that they're, they must be in a tough spot. Like if they're, if, if that's their, their life and that's what they're getting, I don't know if it's enjoyment or entertainment from just going on and leaving comments and trying to make, I don't know if they think they're trying to make jokes or whatever, pulling people down. Like, you have to feel bad for them. Like it, it, it is uh, the empathy where it's like if that's what your life is right now, like that that sucks. Like, um, and like there's nothing more. I, like I don't want to give that any more space for um, you know people. If people talk trash, I, I mean sometimes you can kind of make it right. Sometimes you can put it in context sometimes it's better just to kind of right. leave it alone right but e- each situation is different mm-hmm. um, but overall i i think things will um there's a there's like a saying on the tip of my tongue but you know people are very short term as far as like this like whether it's cancel culture or like there's so many things to care about. You can only care about so many things. Um, so there's this culture where like everyone is rallying for for something one day, and then the next day they don't even remember what it was. Right. And there's and then once you do that for so long, um, like there's no like it, it it all just kind of blends together, and right. um, you can only care so much. Yeah. So people. Then, I mean, if they care so much, then sometimes they'll pick one thing that they care about and they'll just run with that head on um, for a long, long time. But and um, there's we need people for each thing. And there's there's things that I care about. Everyone cares about something. Um, But when you do it in a toxic way where you're trying to drag people down, you're trying to um, like make someone else losing your win. Then right. that definitely becomes a spot where you, you're like, I don't know, help me out with it. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's like sometimes you just got to let things go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's things you got, you can, 
you just gotta pick and choose your battles but if it's like i just believe that if it's like not true that's when you have your rights to like it's just to a degree because it can mm. explode to something even more right you know what i mean right so i just learned just to me it's like like for example i like this, this thing on youtube if someone's acting acting up on youtube youtube just takes it off mm. i wish every platform was like that mm. like if, it, if it's anything negative they just automatically just wipe it out interesting yeah so like including comments yeah yeah so i had some bad comments on my youtube channel and it's on my comments and then YouTube just takes it off and put in my notifications and it shows in the back end that someone was doing like a rude comment. Now they, they monitor everything hmm. and anything that's negative. That's yeah. a, that's a very interesting perspective because it's taking away a lot of that fuel that, that like Facebook uses where like negativity really like sparks things. And then you, you end up with, you know, hundreds of comments. Um, they're taking that and they're just like, no, we're good. We don't want that kind of thing here. Right. Um, I love that. That's very interesting to me. And so do they allow you to put it back if you wanted to? If you want to, yeah. Yeah, okay. If you want to, but most likely. But you don't need out. to You don't need to filter that yourself and, like, go through and delete all the comments. Like, no. it, it does it for you if it yes. thinks it's negative. Yeah. Interesting. Like, automatically. I, just, I learned that. Uh, they started huh. doing it, like, uh, two years ago, I think. It's like I noticed, like, this one dude was saying I just wasted six minutes of my time. I read that in the notifications if I noticed it wasn't underneath my video. Mm. Or someone was saying, like, something else negative. It just went, boop, right into my notifications, but it wasn't in the video. And I was like, Interesting. I like that. Yeah. You know, it makes things a lot more freaking easier. Huh. It's like, I don't need to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that kind of filter is, uh, I think it's helpful. I, I like that a lot because that – you don't realize as a creative person how much it can kind of take away from what you're what you're trying to do what your goals are and it can be so hard (laughs) to be creative and to get into a process and do your thing and and then if you're going to do it as a business to be able to replicate it and, and continue to do it and have a good career and have a good product that you're continually putting out um, you have to take time. You have to take time to yourself. You have to, there's so much involved. And to do that as an artist and then also be getting all that negativity is um, definitely not easy. So I, I commend YouTube for that. That's, that's, a, that's a really great thing. I like yep. that. I like yeah, that a I lot. It. Yeah, I love it a lot too. Hmm. Um, so tell me what some of your goals might be in the future. So my goals in the future is to build a brand new crew, and I want to be able to uh, be able to be more established to do my first feature film. Right now, I'm starting to get back and doing short films to build, mm-hmm. to build into uh, featurettes and then build to a feature. Instead of just diving into a feature, like mm-hmm. I want to build myself up there. Got you. You know, like a lot of times people think it's okay to just dive in. It's better yeah. to build yourself up to that instead of just diving in. Gotcha. Want to be able to build a name out there and to be able to build a name for myself mm-hmm. to the point that like I can leave a legacy. And one day I also want to like in the future what I also what I always wanted to do is I want to be able to do a TED talk because I okay. remember when I was in um, IEP it was 20, 2015 and there was this guy he was a director for Boys in the Hood mm-hmm. I believe it was and he came to our. Uh, he came to our, uh, he came to the seminar and he like did a long talk. He's like, he, he told his story and he was like, he was, it was real quick. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, I told my story, but what can I do 
to help you students to to become successful what advice mm-hmm. can i give to you mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i was like when i grow up, i want to be able to do a ted talk to be able to talk to the youth because i have a thing about mm-hmm. wanting to help uh the kids because i didn't have um a father in my life i had a mom i never had a father in my life so i have a thing mm-hmm. about helping people that are younger than me yeah so i look at them as like my brother and sister because i want to be able to help them out and right. for them to be better than me mm-hmm. you know and it's all about giving back and that's yeah. what I believe in. Like, I want to be able to build a program where, like, that's why I was talking about that right now. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be able to build a program where I can gain experience for them. And so they can be, because some people, they can't afford it. And they're afraid to take that step. Right. But I can give that. I can give them the experience and see what if they really like it. And yeah. if it makes them happy, then they can pursue it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so I didn't have that. And so yeah. I want to be able to give that back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be able to get that back. And that's one of my main big goals in the future to be able to build a name so that way I can give back and help people have what I didn't have growing up. Because mm-hmm. I grew up, um, like, I grew up starting out with uh, a stroller helping my parents uh, eat because we grew up poor and yeah. we didn't have a car at the time. And there was times where I would walk all the way to shop and save just to bring food for my family, mm. my mom and my little brother so that they would get to eat. Mm-hmm. And then I remember walking across this bridge in La Trobe and I was like, you know, I wish one day I'll have my car. Like mm-hmm. one day I want to be like these people that have their cars and drive. And yeah. then I was finally able to make that happen by myself. I didn't have mommy or daddy buying my first car or mommy right. or daddy get me through college or mommy or daddy to buy my LLC. I made this all happen on my own. And I'm trying to tell people and that's, this is another point, too. A lot of people mm-hmm. think that if you live at home with your parents, you're a nobody. There's a lot of successful entrepreneurs that I know yeah. that are very successful, but they stay with their parents because it helps them save and to yeah. invest in themselves. Absolutely. And so there's, there's nothing wrong. Obviously, if you're like in your 40s or 50s, like, okay. But if you're <laughs> like in your late 20s or coming out of college and you're in your 30s, you people in your 30s, there's people that I know that are photographers that are uh, models, that are uh, writers, and they're very successful. You would never know, but they live with their parents and they're saving so much money, mm-hmm. but yet they have a big name out there. Like even these big time YouTubers, you would think they have their own place? Yeah. No. They're at their parents' house saving to be able to be successful and to gain all that income. Right. And then once they are bigger and established, then they move out to because they can afford it. Right. There's nothing wrong with, because uh, that's, that's, that's what we're brainwashed. Yeah. Stay as small as you can for as long as you can. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in your confines without having to pay for more things. Right. Um, just to, you know, for uh, there's there is always a breaking point when you're like, all right, this is no longer serving me. I need to do something that is going to change, you know, whatever that might be. Um, but until that breaking point, it, it is so important to try to keep your overhead as low as possible. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're starting something new, if you're going to be starting something new, like, and, and another thing too, is that like, I, I always advise people to, you know, if they have a job, a lot of people try to start a business when they don't have a job anymore. No. And it's like, you could have been working on that. You could have wor- been working on building this for years, months, even weeks, like just work, just start on something. Right. And even if you just have it as like kind of a backup or, you know, fun hobby kind of thing that you do and you make some side money here and there. Yeah. And then, and then you know, it's, it's, it acts kind of as a safety net or if you decide, you know, 
and maybe I, I want to yeah. change directions and, and go towards my passion. Actually, right. this thing is going really well. My, right. you know, we just had a, a video go viral or we just had a, yeah. you know, whatever happens. And then you're like, well, I was writing these books just kind of for fun. And now I'm doing, you know, that or you, you're right. making these movies or I'm doing these making prints or whatever it right. is that you're doing. Like just doing the thing is so big of an element of the thing. Like and if you right. if you start on it today and you right. can work towards that, it makes such a difference when you, you know, when you are ready to be serious about it and then you, there might be a day where you want to do it full time and you can say, oh, well, I've been doing this for five years. And it doesn't matter if you were doing it every once in a while for five years. Right. The point is that you started, you've had that journey and you know you have experiences that would lead you down to where you're currently at. So Correct. every single building block that's there. Yeah. Um, but you have to start somewhere and starting is more so just in that decision of like, I'm, I would like to do this and I would like to go this direction and then revisiting and figuring it out because like right. you, you started with music videos and now you're trying to go more towards cinematography and, um, you know, changing up, what you can do. And, and I think having a, a big repertoire of, of things that you can do is great because right. then you can kind of move and shift between different things. And you might use each of those things in your, um, right. in your films. I mean, if you look at uh, the Wednesday f films that they're doing oh, right now, yeah. like yeah. that might be someone that's like, I want to do cinematography, but if they had a music, I'm, I'm sure they did at a music video experience background, now they're able to kind of blend the two together. You know what right. I mean? So that's, like, that's, that's another thing too, because mm -hmm. that's why I do a lot of music videos, a lot of films, because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I want to be able, the end is to do a biopic for a musician. Mm. Like I've always wanted to do that. Gotcha. We'll do a gotcha. documentary for musicians. Yeah. Like that's what I'm trying to do right now is trying to, because, because to me it's like, what people don't understand is, Whenever you listen to an artist, okay, mm -hmm. you listen to the music, you like them, but you listen to them more when you get to know them personally. Yeah. For example, Get Rich or Die Trying. Okay. Um, uh, All Eyes on Me. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. You see their backstory. And what right. happens, you want to watch and listen to their music more because you get to know them as a person. Right. And I keep, the t I keep telling musicians that, you know, mm -hmm. you ever thought about doing a documentary about your life? Mm -hmm. You know, explain, like, not just... Oh yeah, I play the guitar, I make music. Okay, cool, you're talented. But you let people know you as a person more than just a musician, it's like, Dang. oh, yes. you're just like me. Right. And it makes so, people want to invest in you. Humanize yes. them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, humanize them. Yeah, for those that are listening, this is Corey. I'm coming in late. I'm coming in late. <laughs> come, come sit in the middle. Yeah, but that's no, that's absolutely uh let me move your your phone over real quick. Yeah, I got you. So, but um let me see if we can still get this. Yeah, kind of popping right there. There we go. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, no, what you were saying, I think is absolutely correct. I think artists need to understand that um, these days is not just the the output. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's there's the, you have you have. It's an important media. element. Yes, yeah, right. so it's, it's, it's it is an important element, but um, and and you're absolutely right on that. But it's just like even with artists, I always tell them, you know, yeah. do a podcast. You know, humanize yourself with the people because the more that they understand about you, like you said, the more that they're intrigued with you, the more they want to know. A lot of times people don't want to just see something, they want to understand where it comes from. Right, right. And that's that's actually, um, there's a book with Richard Dachshund that talks about evolution. Yeah. We will keep evolving until we understand what, what our reason is 
like we we don't stop evolving until we understand exactly how we got here and our reason for being here. Mm. So that's what kind of pushes evolution as people. So it's like human nature mm -hmm. to understand. Like the more that you understand about somebody, mm -hmm. the more information you have to work with, and the more that mm -hmm. you want to know more of. You know what I mean? It's, right. It, I think it's just a beautiful thing, and I think a lot of artists need to understand that part is yeah. how we're moving these days and how we're oh, going to continue to move forward. I so love that's, that. It's just dope. I it's love dope. that. Yeah. And part of the part of the purpose of this podcast is to um, highlight artists and entrepreneurs around the city and kind of allow them to allow our people that are listening to understand who, what makes all of these people different, including myself and, and welcome back to the podcast, Corey Ochai, Hello. my co-host. Hello. And, um, <laughs> <I'm here>. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for coming in uh, better late than never. Very, very happy to have you here. So thank you. Yeah. And um, when when you um, not now that that's still my idea, so I'll I'll speak more on that in a minute. But go ahead if you had something. Yeah. Um, nah, man. I, I think. Okay. And the podcast. And another so, co-host here. We have Apple in the house. Uh, no, but um, no. I just think you know these days. Uh, like I just came back from a brewery, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking about breweries and bars. Yeah. Where back in the day it was just a bar. You would supply a location with alcohol, people would come. Right. But these days that's not enough. No. You know, you have a brewery. Now you right. know, they, they don't That's something just, Adam and I just talked yeah, about. Yeah. They, they they don't just create you have to... like uh they don't just create the beer but they create the atmosphere. Yeah, right? Exactly. So it's the branding. Yes. You know, it's it's not right. Like there's there's plenty of places that make hamburgers and right. a lot of them are more the same than they are different. But the thing that makes them different is the story. Exactly. Uh, the right. story exactly. that they're telling. It's all story yes. telling. You know, yeah. uh, life. <laughs> Even the way that we take in, uh, the way that we pass along information. You know, human nature. It you know you know why people love audiobooks is because it was the original way that we used to tell stories. Mm. Yep. You know, speaking. so you know, I mean, it's speaking. It's 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 creating the dialogue. It's 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 telling. It's that's all we're doing. You mm. know, even when you're doing a song or you're doing a movie, you know, a lot of times it's spoke through it with your words or with your with your photography, with your uh, with your videography or with your whatever it is. You know, it's like yeah. tell your story and don't. Hold back. Like, right. Let them all the way in. Don't just let them peek through the mm -hmm. blinds. Right. Open exactly. the door. Open I love the that. door. That's the thing. I have a question for you. This is not going to be an easy answer. What's your favorite type of music? Me? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Me? Uh, for me, my favorite type of music is uh, rock. Uh, I grew up with R&B, the mm -hmm. oldies R&B, like Luther Vandross, Boys to Men. Talk that talk for now. Yeah, talk uh, talk, Janet man. Jackson, uh, Diana Ross. Uh, I grew up with that type of sound. Of course, Michael Jackson. Uh, I grew yeah. up with that type of sound. But then it was uh, the six. It was the summer before I begin, went to junior high, and my very first rock official rock song was HTML Rules by Devil Wears Prada, mm. and I was like. When I heard them, when I heard them yeah, yeah, like, what, yeah, the, yeah. what the heck is that? And they were screaming, yeah. and I was like, then I found Linkin Park and Evanescence and uh, 
simple plan and all these different bands and that's why like a lot of music videos I try to get in the yeah. bands of course I love every other like I, I started to learn the left country a little more because I'm from Patrol so I got you know I got kind of got used to being got it, got it. I'm like even where I'm going is fried or country singers yeah but um other than that my favorite the country came not. out of your voice when you <laughs> said that the country yeah, singer. I, mean, I love that I love that where you originally from I'm, from, I'm originally from Jersey Jersey it's okay. just that I lived in PA for how long, Latrobe for how long that I picked Ooh, up Latrobe? the country. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Rolling Rock City, right there. Like yeah. that's that that's yep. you know, it's horses. It's, yep. it's their logo. That's right. I learned how to ride a horse. Too. Yeah, yeah, come on with it, man. Come on with it. Shout out to Latrobe, man. <laughs> keeping it, keeping it all the way funky, man. With the cowboy, the cowboy swing. I just start watching Yellowstone. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I love, <laughs> love that, love that era, love that vibe. But I'm nice. sorry, I just threw that. I threw everything to the left. Nah, you're good. Say, nah, you're good. I, I just wanted to go through one podcast and said I, I just start watching Yellowstone. I absolutely. I never heard of that. <laughs> you never heard of Yellowstone? No. Whoo, Kevin Costner. Never heard of him. Okay, okay. Field of Dreams. You, you, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he, he's oh, you got to watch this. It's you almost, know Kevin Costner. You know, Yellowstone, you know some. Yellow, yeah, Yellowstone. You, you'll know him if you see him. He's one of those guys. It's okay. like one of them old school guys. Like, oh, I know his Waterworld, right? I may not know his. Is that, was that Kevin Costner? I'm not too sure. Okay. But I, I, I'm not really a big fan of him either. Yeah. But I know him from certain okay. things. Yeah. Like my childhood. It's right. Like one of those things. No, major actor. Yeah, major actor. But it's, it's really cool because it's a cerebral Western. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it has, it has a little bit of, it has a little bit of, um, they used to call those. Oh, him. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about Yeah, that. it has a little bit of, uh, what were those shows that our, our parents used to watch all the time? We were walking to the, uh, walking, come home from school. It'd be on, it's like drama. Um, it's I like, Love Lucy? No, no, it's not like <laughs> Lifetime, but it's, um, uh, what do they call those? Series? TV Land? Not TV Land, where there's like a lot of shit going on oh i know what you're talking about like a, a soap opera so not so it, it's kind of like it's kind of like a soap opera yeah, yeah so yeah. it had the the soap opera feel yeah, a yeah. little bit but not so much where it was like disgusting you know because yeah. there's yeah. always something going on but it's really it talks a lot about business stocks because they're they they uh they herd cattle you know what i mean but right like so that's what this dollar business and it's, 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 there's a lot in there, man, but it's also entertaining. So I'm watching it, studying how they can storytell on something that mm. is not always, to me, Westerns are kind of a little bit more old school. I right. don't know how I would really get into mm. it, yeah. but they're making it fun for me to watch. And I think Like, uh, uh, what's, what's Quentin Tarantino's name? Uh, the Django Unchained? Ooh, yeah. that, was, uh, that was good. That was crazy. I love that. that. That's good. my. He's one of my favorites, man. Yeah. Cause, cause, well, well I, I think Quentin Tarantino, when I, when I, when I talk about like, like filmography, like when I'm just talking about like directors, yeah. because mm-hmm. of the dialogue. Yeah. You know, his dialogue is, is by far like the best in, I think, in the industry. Yeah. Like I, you, you'll watch one if it's movies and you don't know why you continue watching it. And a lot of times because they they keep talking and always, I love it because sometimes you only want to watch it once. It's so deep and it's so the context mm-hmm. right. of 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 everything that's going on. He's so detailed. Um, not the greatest individual, but a very great like storyteller and somebody I respect highly. Who's your favorite director? For me, it would be uh, Mark Scorsese. Oh. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, Kevin Smith, Jordan mm-hmm. Peele, and yes. um, Christopher Nolan. I, I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. 
I haven't either. I want to see I it. I want to see well. it. I want to see it. And they, and they did it in IMAX too. So IMAX so. and there's no special. There's no like CGI. Yeah. He would say that he wanted to be as real as possible. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Though? Like I mean, how? Like that, yeah. and that's what I mean. Because now I want to know. I'm I'm going to actually research, watch how they actually created the film, and right. this is the things we're talking about, guys. You know, it's not just the out, the outcome of the of your creativity. It's also how you got to it. Right. It's, it's, it's also interesting, and it right. makes me want to watch it more because I've been watching like little snip, like tidbits of how they put the movie together. Yeah. Which is exciting me to see the movie. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So right. it's like that's what he was talking about. How it's important to really get your story out there as well as as well as the the, the residual of that is the art or the mm. creative the creative right. output yeah 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 man so yeah who, out of all three of those out of all of those directors who do you think had the biggest impact on the way that you direct and how do you create um i would say quentin tarantino and uh jordan peele and christopher nolan Christopher Nolan. The reason why I say uh, Quentin Tarantino is because I like, because I I write books, I write little stories too, that's why I have the Decades of Umbra. I like, if you notice, like each film, it's like a a book. Mm -hmm. It's like chapter one, chapter two, and he makes everything as realistic as possible. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, even from from the magazines that are on the counter. Yeah. Did you hear about those stories? What do you mean? So, uh, in... um, once upon a time in Hollywood. I didn't see that one. Yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood, there was a there was a, a scene with Leonardo and uh, I forgot the other actor's name, and they're sitting at a table and there's like all these old magazines on the actual like the actual table, like Playboys and all types of things. But they were actually the original like '70s magazines. They came from Quentin Tarantino's like his vault. Yeah, <laughs> and he put him on it because they said, you know, he was looking at him. He was like, "You better not, you know, mess those up." And he was wondering why he was so adamant about yeah. it. It's because they were actually the they weren't props. It's yeah. it's really that detailed. And somebody who 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 cherishes authenticity that much, man, it, yeah. it it's so beautiful to watch the film. And it's not just the film; it's the fact that you know that that's how he rolls right. that makes me even appreciate it. Exactly. More. It is so amazing, and um, I love the fact that sometimes you know he'll his acts are different. Like he doesn't do Act One, Act Two, Act Three. He might start with Act yeah. Three, and then he go goes to in the middle, and then he goes to the end, yeah, and then he goes yeah. to the beginning, it, like how he did. Uh, what was that one? Dogs, Blue. I'm not. I mean, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yes. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He changed the game with that. Like the when Quentin Tarantino hit the scene with Pulp Fiction, one thing it brought it brought. Uh, What's his name? Um, John Travolta back to life. Bruce Willis was, I mean, oh, he, 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 he changed the game yeah. the way that that was structured in storytelling in a whole. And now next thing you know, you see, start seeing everybody do it. Like, they'll start with the end and then mm-hmm. go to the beginning or maybe go to the middle. Then they'll show you what happened in the beginning. And you're actually just waiting the whole movie to see what happened in the beginning to get them there. The it's sixth sense. ways to lock you in. It's so... Yeah. <laughs> My you know, it, it helped me respect one character that he did, uh, like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Like when he was in the Django, I don't know if you remember that glass scene. Oh yeah, that glass scene. It was real. Like he, that wasn't yeah. supposed to happen. That was yeah. that, that, he, that was an accident. But he kept going, yeah. and he put the blood. You can see the one actor like he wrote in her face. Like, oh, that was, that's right. He wrote the blood on. Yeah, in her yeah, face. Yeah, like yeah. that wasn't supposed yeah. to happen. But he kept rolling with it, and yeah. I was like, Leonardo DiCaprio, or for example. Um, I forget what the film was called he did with Johnny Depp. 
he like literally puts himself in uh i guess you call you call it method acting he puts him he put himself in a situation where he was around an autistic kid mm-hmm. so that oh, way was eating gilbert great was I, that, was I, that it? I think was, so. It, it had Johnny Depp as a big brother. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was seen Gilbert Grape. That was yeah. one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies. That's when I got introduced to Leonardo. Yeah, or yeah, uh, Basketball a, Diaries. Oh, I didn't see that. That was good. Yeah, I got see Basketball that. Diaries is good. Yeah. Or Leonardo DiCaprio, I respect him because he really puts himself in that situation. And um, what's that? For? Who made uh, Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Find Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, that um Ooh. I keep forgetting the film. That. That's a yeah. classic. Yeah, That's people are gonna kill us in the in the comment section for that. No, one. leave a comment. Yeah, yeah, Le- leave a, leave comment. a comment. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's that's a real one. See, if my girl was here, see, that's yeah. the thing. my girl. She knows everything about film. She can go in detail. Yeah, that's man. why that's why I love her so much because she yeah. got me more into directing, yeah. studying details, camera angles. Like I thought, I I knew everything. She's like, well, did you know? Da, 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 da. Like I literally was. She literally went on about that film for a little like an hour yeah. and telling me the details behind everything like did you know that actually Mark Square Stacy actually co-writed it and he actually told them to be in the mental institute and a lot of them didn't want to because Jack and Nicholas except for Jack and Nicholas because he's crazy yeah. but everyone else they had to be around someone in the craziest psych ward and that's why it looked more realistic because they were mimicking people that they actually interacted with yeah. in that psych ward and that's why that film was so uh, phenomenal, and I was like, I love you. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's, like, that's, 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 that's when I knew. Yeah. That's when I knew she was the one. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Hey, yeah, man, but I knew you guys were at the end of it. I'm so happy I was even just able to be on a piece of this, man. So it's just like I, I, I respect what you do, uh, and I know you guys had a great conversation. I can't yeah, yeah, absolutely. on this one too, yeah. man. It's going to be yeah. crazy. Um, you, you'll definitely enjoy some of the content. We got into some good stuff, and, and there's even some stuff we haven't really talked on much here that is worthwhile uh, conversation to have. So uh, for the people that are listening, if you made it all the way to the end, thank you for spending t- some time with us. Uh, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. Um, you know, we wouldn't be here without you. And uh, the fact that we get to do this, we're, we, we learn something new every time. We're, this is... This is a um you know a way that we strengthen ourselves and a, a way that we grow and being able to do this and be able to highlight more and more people throughout uh our area it's it's a, a wonderful um project that we get to do we're mm-hmm. we're thrilled we're we're like i said we're coming up on 100 episodes so definitely check out yeah. some of the last ones and, and subscribe so you can come back and and keep watching more. Uh, we thank you if this resonated with you and you, you made you think of anyone. Uh, feel free to tag them or send this to them. Uh, we we appreciate that more than you know. So so thank you for that. Um, I'll do my sign off real quick and then I'll I'll let these two um, do theirs as well. So uh, if you want to f- follow me personally, uh, Instagram is probably the best place. It's Josh Snyder eighty six and that's Snyder with an I. And then from there you'll be able to find. The podcast, you'll be able to find PGH Print Ship, my business. You'll be able to find uh, PGH Museums, which is like a nonprofit media company with museums as the subject. And uh, there's lots of museums in the area that are doing some really cool things. And we have this directory and calendar where you can see all of it. So definitely go check that out. And uh, my Instagram is filled with my art and the things that are going on in my life and my family and things like that. So that's probably the most central place. And then from there, I uh, kind of link everything out. So 
um, definitely check me out. I appreciate every single interaction, every customer, every time that we get to work with someone um, that builds on to the next thing. So, so thank you. And uh, I'll, I'll let you guys go. Yeah. yeah where can uh, people find you? Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, y'all, for listening. My name is Fernando Cruz. You can find me under Fernando Cruz. Under Fernando De La Cruz Films. Well, I'm getting my own last name. <laughs> under Fernando De La Cruz Films. You can find me on Facebook, on Snapchat. It's our Snapchat I use for behind the scenes. So you know nice. what's going on behind the scenes. Love follow that. me on Snapchat. You can follow me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. It's a good place. And, yeah, especially on YouTube, make sure, make sure to like and subscribe because I'm coming back to YouTube. Love I can't wait a for lot that. Of things. I can't wait for that. There's a lot of things yeah. that I have. It's been a while, yeah. but there's a lot of things I'm keeping in the down low. But you'll know. Once that time occurs, and once you know, you'll see that there's a lot of stuff going on. I've been doing a lot of traveling, and I cannot wait. Mm. And I cannot wait to tell y'all what's been going on and what the future holds. Love it. Right. And you guys know, I mean, it's the guy that's coming late. I think it's like the, the second, oh, my goodness, it's like the second time I've done this. That's all right. Yeah, but it's all good, man. I'm here. I made it. I'd rather be, uh, rather be here than uh, late. Th- I'd rather be late than never, right? Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, my name is Corey Ochai. You can find me on, uh, if you like what you're listening to, you like what you're hearing, you want to start a podcast, please follow us on 1028 Podcast. That's on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, as well as Twitter. Or X, I think is what they're calling it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a thing, man. X? Oh, we're, yeah, we're Twitter. Gonna be, yeah, Twitter. We're, yeah, Twitter. We're gonna, da- we're gonna be dating ourselves when people listen to this yeah, later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah there's gonna be little like, gonna this, be like this had to be from the fifties. Nah, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but uh, and if you guys want to follow me on my personal site, you can go <laughs> move seventy eight. That's M U V E seventy eight. Uh, you can follow me, man, and uh, you can see some of my artwork. You can kind of see some of the, all of the little projects I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I just want to say thank you so much, Fernando De La Cruz. Yeah, I got your name last name yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the I, tough I forgot one, one thing. I, I forgot one thing because you yeah. mentioned that. Yeah. You can also see my services and also my portfolio on my website at www.fernandodelacruzfilms.com. And if anyone's looking for a cinematographer, photographer, I'll be happy to help you. And if you'd like to join me on my sets, you can contact me. Facebook, I'm telling you, is the best way to get in contact mm-hmm. with me. Or you can email me at fernandodelacruzfilms at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to help y'all on this journey. Like anyone, I would love to be a PA, um, a grip, sound guy, editor, anything. I'm looking for many people to join my community. So if you want to, you want to work and get a new experience in and have a journey of a lifetime that you will never forget, make sure to contact me, man. And I'll be always be happy to have my doors always open to everyone. Absolutely. I second that, man. You got the right one. If you were looking to actually learn something about all of the elements of, of filmmaking of and also just collaborating, yeah. I think De, Fernando De La Cruz is where you want to land at. So please go on to that website. And for those that are listening, those that are watching, we appreciate you. You know what this is, man. Stop for discussion with Josh Schneider and yours truly, Corey Ochai. And, uh, you know, we go out there and do something beautiful. Because the world's counting on you. So um, this is the world's a blank canvas. I'm going to go all the way through with it. This world's a blank canvas. Grab your paintbrush, uh, dip it in some paint, and let's paint this masterpiece together, man. Go out there and create. All right. We out. All right.